Pushkin. I've interviewed many successful people over the years, and one thing I find fascinating is that many of them don't consider themselves business savvy. Take the owners of Tightknit Brewing. They turn to Chase for business for everything from banking and payment acceptance to credit cards and do all of it in one place with the Chase mobile app. And that's helped these brew-loving friends turn a passion into a business. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. member FDIC. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. My choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Beyond Zero is Toyota's vision of a carbon-neutral future and more. Toyota gives you the power to reduce carbon emissions and help move toward its vision with a wide selection of electrified vehicles. Whether you're into hybrid EVs for that traditional Toyota feel with better MPG, battery EVs for a smooth and silent ride, or plug-in hybrid EVs that switch between battery and fuel, Toyota has you covered. And for those who prefer hydrogen, Toyota's fuel cell EVs emit nothing but water vapor from the tailpipe. So cool giving you the choice on how to reduce carbon emissions and move closer to Toyota's Beyond Zero Vision. Visit toyota.com slash electrified-vehicles slash beyond-zero-vision. Toyota, let's go places. Today we're featuring one of the most thrilling new groups in contemporary soul music, Gabriel's. And lucky for us, they performed three songs, one of which is still unreleased, live for Broken Record. The recordings were done in Austin a few months ago while they were there opening for Harry Styles and playing Austin City Limits. Gabriel's consists of three very distinct pillars of talent. Lead singer Jacob Lusk, who was raised in Compton singing gospel and went to high school with Kendrick Lamar. Keyboardist and producer Ryan Hope, who grew up a lover of dance music in his native UK. And Los Angeles native Ari Belusian, who serves as Gabriel's in-house composer and violinist. Gabriel's origin story is as unconventional as their diverse musical backgrounds. In 2016, Ryan Hope and Ari Belusian were hired to direct and score a commercial with a gospel choir. After hearing the choir director Jacob Lusk sing, a light went off for the both of them. Over the course of the next couple of years, the trio started to record and release songs independently until 2021 when their music caught fire online. Sir Elton John himself said their debut EP was one of the most seminal records he's heard in the last 10 years. On today's episode, Rick Rubin sits down with Gabriels to hear how they were able to create a working environment that allowed space for vulnerability and musical exploration. And Jacob Lusk tells a harrowing story about getting lost in the L.A. County jail system in an effort to clear his name so he could appear in the finale of American Idol. 
This is Broken Record, liner notes for the digital age. I'm Justin Richmond. Before we hear Rick's interview with Gabriel's, let's listen to them perform their upcoming new single, Offering, recorded live at Arlen Studio in Austin, Texas. your love and want no more I want a sacrifice I've shown and proved and I paid my dues won't let you get me twice mama ain't raised no fool I know yeah you kill a mockingbird right my daddy taught me a thing or two you better Once again, that was Offering, off Gabriel's debut album, Angels and Queens Part 2, recorded in one take at Arlen Studios in Austin, Texas. And now here's Rick Rubin with Jacob Lusk, Ryan Hope, and Ari Belusian. First of all, why are you guys in Texas? We opened for Harry Styles. How was that? And how'd that come to pass? Cha! I don't even know. <laughs> now they say that he asked. 
for us to open for him. So he has a lot of different people opening for him. Yes. So I was told that he asked for us to open for him. Mm-hmm. Like he was the one who made that happen. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it happened. Mm-hmm. And it was marvelous. He's actually a really nice guy. Yes. Like he's genuine. Yes, he is. I said, oh, this is why all them girls is going crazy. Absolutely. Was that the first like really big gig? That's Well, we did uh, Glastonbury. Glastonbury wasn't oh, as Glastonbury. big as that. It was 10,000. It was outside. It's a little yeah. different. So yeah. We did a Elton John earlier this year, but there wasn't like it was different. Yeah, and and how, how, how did Elton John happen? Uh, he found our EP. I don't even know how he got it, but he found our EP and he basically he asked us to on his Apple Music show. And this was before labels and everything. This was, was when we, we, we yeah, we self released like we put vinyl out, Ari and I, you know, we release our own records and yeah. soundtracks, sorry, yeah. soundtracks, some kind of heaven was out on our label appraiser because we have a production company called Appraiser that we release vinyl through as well. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a backyard operation, but yeah. the, it's a studio that Ari and I work through doing scoring and production, yeah. film production and stuff. And it's it's us and the people we work with, you know, yeah. uh, it's a, like a boutique job, but the putting the vinyl out is very backyard operation. That's just something we dig we love to do. We're like, fuck it, put it out. We put it out vinyl. And then Elton John somehow got hold of it and he, did, he brought us on his Apple Music show. And then uh, he just, yeah, he said really nice things. He called the EP the most seminal EP in the last 10 years. Incredible. Uh, and he listens he to everything. Yeah. So he knows. I, 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 I'll I, tell you, he listens to every, everything. It's crazy. And he's got great taste. Yeah. So that's, uh, well, I mean, amazing. we could, it was a big moment for us that really, to kind of like put a, to have that happen. Where of course, was, you know, from something we just released, that was really the three of us just releasing our music. Like it's recorded like, in no the garage. Backup, recorded. It never gets old when someone that, do you think makes great things like something you do? It never gets so, old. Yeah. It's a great feeling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it, a great it, it feeling. Just, it was like, honestly, it was really just, I don't know, you know, the whole thing of like- yeah, out of the blue. Getting it on the radio, it seems like everything's so moved away from that. It's yes. more streaming. It's more yes. like social media yes. bullshit. When we signed our record deal, there wasn't one single photograph of the three of us- Amazing. In the same fucking room. Amazing. I think when we signed the deal, I remember them asking for a picture of us and none of none of us had a photograph. We've known each other for years, living each other's hand. None of us none of us had a picture on our phones or anything. So since the, the club show to playing with Harry Styles the other night, have you guys done loads of shows or a few mm. shows? We did maybe like 30, 40? 30, 40. Nah, not even probably not that many. And where would you have played? Royal Albert Hall. Well, we did one. That That doesn't count, though. That was an hour show at Royal Albert Hall. Oh, I see. I see. It was for Letters Live. Letters Live. Oh, how was that? One song. It was really cool. Amazing. It was incredible. It was amazing. You know, I know about you guys tangentially because of Jamie, who does Letters Live. Now, is that so? Amy Sullivan is a friend of mine. I think she works with Jamie, and she uh, was telling me about your book. Yeah. Is that Jamie? Is it, is that who you do the Jamie, book? Yes. Canongate is the publisher who's right. publishing the book That's, in the UK. Yeah, yeah. And I was in London doing book-related stuff. Right. And Jamie set up this lunch at a place called Coco's, which is a club. Oh, we, we played, played there. We played Coco. And yeah, I, in Camden. And, and I believe it was the <laughs> person from Coco's who said, you might want to check out this. I think you might like this. Was it Nick? Blonde I think guy. it was Nick. Shout oh, out Nick. I think Shout it was Nick. Nick from Sorry. Shout no. out Nick. From and that was just maybe three weeks ago. <laughs> Get wow, the fuck that's out. crazy. Three weeks ago. He's like, I feel like you might like this. That's my guy. And then actually... I'm, dri- I'm driving in the car and I put it on and he recommended which what to start with. And it comes on. I'm thinking like, I think it's a mistake because this sounds like this. Maybe this is an old record. You know, like this is something that came out in the 60s or 70s. <laughs> like this is an old record. 
And then I look and I look at the date, <laughs> 2021. It's like, is it a sample? It's like, what? How, how no, it's this... Ari playing the drums, Ari playing the keys. I couldn't figure out what it was, but it, it also, it didn't sound retro. It just no. sounded like it was from another time. Yes. It didn't sound like it was trying to sound like Not another time. Not trying to, so let's, yeah. It just sounded like, what is this? And then it's like, I couldn't figure out what it was. That that was the beginning of the experience. That's Damn. so cool. And then I sent that to my friend Justin, who- Yeah, we met here, yeah. Yeah, all, who, yeah, who does here. the podcast. I just said, what's up with these guys? Wow. And he's like, believe it or not, they're going to be in Texas when you're going to be there. It's like, okay. Get the fuck out. Meant to be. I was trying to figure out, I was like, does he live here? Meant to yeah, be. Like, honestly, because, you know, like, yeah, you're huge, been a huge inspiration for us. Like, particularly for like Ari and I, who, you know, producers, it's kind of like this thing where we were like, whoa, we're doing this right now. But to hear how it came around yeah. is just crazy. Just it's so casual conversation. Amazing. I put it on just like, I want to know more. And I still, I didn't even know, is it a group? Yeah. I thought Gabriel's, maybe it's like, Brothers and sisters. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah, it's a yeah, family. Yeah. I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, I had no idea. I love that. I know. That's We're a family. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Also, because it was harmony. It's like, oh, maybe it's like a family that sings together. I that would make the, sense. No, it I was do him. all the vocals. Amazing. It's, yeah. That's why it sounds so. <laughs> that's why it sounds like No, no, no. That's why it sounds familiar. Like yeah. Because it's your voice. Yeah. But you know how when brothers and sisters sing together, yeah. they have that they same have a, tone. It's like there's a blend that doesn't happen when it's just random yes. people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm a little weird. I've done a lot of studio sessions, so I like trying to tweak my voice sometimes when I do the harmonies and stuff. I, it's great. It's weird, but it's great. Wow, that's a crazy story. Yeah, amazing. amazing. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, it's, it's so well, wild. <laughs> we'd love to play some songs for yeah, you. Yeah, play some songs. Let's play some songs. for 
That was Gabriel's performing Taboo Live. We'll be right back with more from their conversation with Rick Rubin after a break. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you, who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Join hosts Ben Walter, CEO of Chase for Business, and Tanya Nebo, a lawyer and business consultant, on these storytelling journeys of trials, tribulations, and triumphs that hinged on a single event, a split-second decision, or even a stroke of luck. Whether the story is about a warehouse going up in flames or a former partner stealing a whole roster of clients, each episode will showcase the grit, determination, and resourcefulness a small business owner needed to turn a pivotal situation into a springboard for success. Listen to The Unshakables now and learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. member, FDIC, copyright 2024. J.P. Morgan Chase & Co. Musora is your access to online music lessons for guitar, piano, drums, and singing. This is your chance to reignite some old musical passions or pick up an instrument for the first time. Connect with more than 100 of the world's best teachers and musicians. You'll get seven days totally free to try it out. And then it's just... a month, less than a single private lesson. I mean, why do we do Broken Record? Not just because we love hearing from great musicians. We do it because we think that there is something beautiful about the appreciation of music. Don't you think we need more of that in our lives these days? That's the mission of Musora, to inspire, educate, and connect musicians. Enjoy unlimited personal support, weekly live streams, student lesson plans, It's like having a personal music teacher, only much, much better. Just go to musora.com, M-U-S-O-R-A.com, to start a new musical journey today. We're back with more of Rick Rubin and Gabriel's. So how did this project come to be? I was in college and uh, at UCLA and... Where are you from originally? Los Angeles, uh-huh. the Valley. Yeah. And I kind of stopped doing music in college. I was like classically trained on the viola or whatever. So I was kind of playing in orchestras and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I lost interest in like being a professional musician, whatever. So um, I was studying like linguistics and stuff. And then I just started getting into working on my friends, like short films and stuff like that. So I did one thing with someone who was an intern 
at the company Ryan was uh, signed to as a commercial yeah. music video director. I, st- I should say I still am signed there because they pay for my is. visa at the moment. So yeah. let's just get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was kind of like a string quartet church hymn kind of thing that was done to this kind of practical effects little film my friend had made. So then... Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, uh, I heard it and like that's kind of how I reached out to him because I was just... Out. It was my first week actually moving to LA. I used to, I'm from Sunderland in the northeast of England originally. And then via London, I um, got pro by Roman Coppola's company to move over. I was directing a video for Pharrell and Two Chains, actually. Some music film is my background and all of our backgrounds, really. As Ari says, with their researcher, actually, he was like um, putting together the treatment for the job. And I heard Ari's music because I loved it, really. That was uh, 10 years ago now. And next thing I knew, I was in Ari's apartment and his apartment was tiny. It was 50% bed. And then he had two timpanies in there and didn't have the internet. And immediately was like, this is my guy. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I was like, anybody who's just shipped two timpanies from Detroit to take up 50% of your apartment, I'm down with. So anyway, we basically became really good friends and we he hooked me up with a studio in North Hollywood. We were making music together for years uh, for film and we were making films together as well. And that's how we met Jacob, who came into a casting for a job that I was doing. And they were, they were the fourth choir who came in. He was a choir director. And I basically... Just, I mean, it doesn't take a rocket science well, scientist. They were, so they have very guerrilla tactics. Yeah. So they booked the choir. I auditions really stressed me out. My aunt was like, "Well, Jacob, can you take the church choir?" And I was just like, "Yeah, I'm not really want to audition and do all that. Like, I don't want to go through that." Yeah. So she talked really bad about me. So I ended up doing it anyway. Like, who do you think you are? You think you're hot shit, huh? Fuck you. So I did it, and they. How booked- many? How many were in the choir? 15, maybe? Yeah, 12 Pretty to 15. Big. Maybe it's, yeah. And it was the church choir. So these are like the pastor was in the choir. Wow, cool. These are like normal, everyday working class. Like they weren't like professional singers. Yeah. And so they booked them. I think they booked them because of the energy and the vibe. Mm-hmm. They could sing too, but mm-hmm. we're like a family church. Everyone was really mm-hmm. close. Where's church? In Lamert Park, like Crenshaw area. Oh, cool. So they booked the choir and then they went to Ari's studio. I didn't go because I was like, I'm not going. <sighs> Y'all can go. So that Sunday, in true, Ryan is the kind of person, and Ari too, if they want to get it done, they're going to get it done. It was Ari's idea. He was oh, like, oh, all oh, Ari's oh, idea. I was just kind of like, Ari's idea. I was sort of yeah, involved in that. But it was Ari's idea, which was a pretty divine invention did you, idea. Did, did you already know in your minds it's a group or no? no. Not at all. Not so, at all. Yeah. I know this is a long story. No, I still, it's good. I'm still not sure it is. We didn't know it yet. <laughs> so they, they come to the church, and yeah. when I get out of church, they have set up a remote studio in the choir room. Now, at this point, they hadn't heard me sing, but I think the people in the choir were like, oh, Jacob is the guy who who sings and does all this. We just do what he tells us to do. No, we saw you sing in the church service. Oh, you did? Okay. Afterwards, then we went. He tried to escape. He tried to run away from us. Like He he literally (laughs) just was like, you know, this was at the early stages. And this this wasn't even just trying to like be a group or anything. We were just trying to get the job. We were doing the job. It just became really clear at a certain point where Jacob was direct. He knew all the parts, you know, he could arrange the whole choir and he was leading everybody. And the job was still f- the, a piece of music for a movie? For a yeah. commercial. It was yeah. like, that's kind of like how we started. Like, so it was, it was like this thing where we ended up getting to really good friends in the process. And we were just sort of like meeting up at either Ari's place or my place out in the desert. And th- these guys would come out and stare. And we were honestly just making music, really feeling our way of how to make songs 
and there was something where like I can think I can speak on behalf of the three of us that when we left these times, when we like would come together, hang out for a few minutes. I mean, these guys would stay at my house and it was like all of a sudden <laughs> Jake was like, This guy's like we're staying in his house. Like what's going on? Yeah. You know? And it was this crazy yeah, Jacob to this day never really He never he never like, stares out anywhere. He's like he's he's really private. I don't like staying at people's yeah. house. I have a little yeah. bit of But he really didn't he didn't let us know that at that time, yeah. did he? He was like honestly he was just coming out and out. Something internally was like it's crazy actually just see yeah. this out. Yeah. And we just were making music for fun. And we yeah. would and stay for like a week. And we yeah. were just... Really slow process. Maybe Very stay slow. for a week. Maybe get like one or two songs, like little ideas. And yeah. we were kind of seeing where we all but met. was this in happening in LA or was this happening Palm in... Desert. in Palm Desert. Palm I was, Desert, I was living actually. in the desert at the time. Because uh, I'd moved out there to write a film with somebody um, who, who came to live with me for a year. So these guys would come in week one. So everybody lives in California now. Yeah. yeah. Well... I'm half of our, I'm, I live in LA, but I spend a lot of time in the UK. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. And I live up in Pinion Crest, up in the mountains, and just got a place out there, and then Ari's in Burbank. Yeah. And then as we started, when we did Loyalty, that was the first song we actually really finished was for a Prada commercial that Ari and I were working on. And we did the song basically for the commercial and then the song was just strong and all these people were like hitting us up just like oh have you got any more material and we're like yeah and we had fuck all you know what i mean we had like nothing how long ago was that 2018 yeah 2017 and that was the first thing that felt like we were like oh we have a this is a song you know and it was strange because we actually wrote it the length of a whole song or was it just no 60 seconds 60 seconds and then we were like add an extra verse and a bridge it was no bridge back and yeah and then we made it a complete song and then it ended up on radio one in the uk like and we had it was before there were any other songs nothing yeah and what was funny was we wrote the lyrics based on what the little short film was about yeah in a weird way so it just gave immediate content to write about in this way which is very much the style of what we've developed right it's like it started like it's like that but really like even we just did taboos our most recent song right like that we wrote i guess yeah we we literally wrote that third song we just played there we wrote that like eight weeks ago oh yeah seven weeks ago but and but our writing vibe is it's very cinematic and that we and i've done some acting and some theater and stuff we literally, in TV and film, whatever, but we literally sit ourselves in the room of whatever it is. What does it smell like? What does it feel like? And once we get that clear, the song's just like... The thing what's been flood. like, the thing what's been a real catalyst that we've been wrangling with is like, that's been the thing that we've done from Gecko. I mean, I met Ari as like a composer, you know, he was composing films when I met him. And it's like this thing where the three of us have had this film thing, but we've kind of been through this process where that just... Yeah, it's a technique for writing lyrics, but what's the point, right? It's kind of like something we've been developing of getting the heart into that from a personal angle is what we've been working on. And in order to do that, you kind of need to trust each other. And Mm -hmm. I think like the thing we've learned the most is like trust is the gatekeeper of the real thing. And you have to know each other for a long time when you're three different people from around the world of different stuff. And that's kind of when the magic really started coming in. When it was actually Amazing. that rather than just yeah. writing film stuff. Yeah. And it was just us coming as very different people, disagreeing on things, yeah. you know, like how we live our lives, how we see the world, but yeah. we can agree to disagree. Yeah. And also where we kind of come in the center becomes what it is. It's that like 50 50 teach and learn and thing for, you know, I've where it feels most, great. You know. Yeah. Likewise, it's like this thing where, you know, 
Somebody once said to me once that that's the definition of joy, beauty, and happiness is when an energy field is in 50-50 balance with any other energy field. It's when the experience of joy, beauty, or happiness occurs. And that is like teaching and learning becoming the same thing, by the way. And like, that's what I really truly believe that like the songs that we have that are the good ones come out of that. Yeah, beautiful. When did you start singing in church? How old were you? So here's the thing. I really wasn't that good. When I was younger, yeah. if I could just be honest. I'm, I'm ready just, for this deep dive. Like, <laughs> were, were you in the choir when you were young or no? So I wasn't allowed to get into the choir until I was like 10 or 11. Because mm-hmm. you have to like be filled with the Holy Ghost and stuff. It's this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then when I got in the choir, I was loud. And I had all this stuff, but I didn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And the church I grew up in, the pastor's sons were kind of famous musicians. So we had like all these amazing singers and musicians and stuff. So there wasn't really space for this kid who's a mess. And not in a negative way. It just, I just didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, It's like you have a toolbox and you're just like throwing a hammer at a nail. It's yes. like, uh, what is he doing? And then I started singing in school. I mean, I kind of got recognized pretty quickly in school because it once you, once you like put me on the path, yeah. I can like fly. Yeah. So in school they put you on the path. And when I got my to my senior year of high school, I realized I wanted to do music, but it was kind of like not realistic. Mm-hmm. And so the, I was going to join the military. Mm-hmm. They offered me a hundred grand to join. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I still regret it. Not going. So I moved out. I kind of moved out. Like pretty much my mom was like, if you ain't doing that, you ain't going to be in this house singing. So I went to college, not studying music. I took a voice class and the lady was like, you were born to sing. So I was going to do classical music. That was my thought. Because that's a plan. I can go to school. I can get a degree. And even if I'm in the chorus at the Met, I'll make 75 grand a year. Like that's, I could do that. You'll be a working, a working singer. Yes, I could do that. And then I started answer going to Craigslist and answering ads on Craigslist. But there was an ad for a, 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 hip-hop artists looking for background singers for a Christmas project. So I went, I auditioned, I sang I Believe in You and Me, ended up being Nate Dogg. I don't know if you know who Nate Dogg is. So it was Nate Dogg. And And when was this? This was 2006 or 7. So a while ago. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, you've been doing it for a while. Oh my God, a long time. Okay. So I did that. Yeah. And then... And was that a good experience? It was a great experience. I dropped out of college. Great. I... Great. <laughs> I dropped out of college. I was like, I'm going to be a singer. Yeah. Like, that was it. It yeah. was like Nate Dog, And then I, and he kind of took, I, I missed the train one night and I lived maybe a three hour train ride from the place. And I so I spent the night and we talked and I started writing with him. And that was like my, and he had a stroke and hmm. I could, we, we didn't work for a while. And then I did Idol and then that, you know, it was a beautiful experience. Tell but, me about that. I, I know very little about that whole world. It's great. How do you, first of all, how do you get picked? How many people are there competing to even be on the show? Maybe 125,000, I think, the year I did a it. A lot. There's lots. a lot. So how does it get down from 125,000 to you? you well, I auditioned four times. <laughs> you should okay. tell Rick how you got on the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should tell him that. <laughs> This is this is like a, this is a big part of like what I really yeah. admire. Elijah, so... Uh, I auditioned four times. Yes. Twice the year I made it. They added LA last minute and I went by myself. I had just got a job. I, and I was like, oh my God, I got a job. Fuck this American Idol bullshit. They're going to tell me no anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, the h- job hired too many people. So I had to wait a week to train. Mm-hmm. My grandmother, I didn't have any money. She gave me $15 for the bus. Mm-hmm. I didn't have my ID at the time. Like I should not have been able to audition. I was able to audition. I yep. made it through. And then I was like, hey, I have these tickets you know, because you can't, so you can't have an open ticket. So let's say today you ran a stop sign and you got a ticket. 
you can't be on American Idol. It has to be paid off and cleared. You can't have any pending court cases. So I had tons of them. I had <laughs> ditching. I got a school a ticket for ditching school. I had yeah. a, tickets for not riding the train yes. without my ticket, like yes. hopping on the train. So I had warrants, all kind of stuff for like stupid yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little things. So I go there and they're like, okay. So I was like, hey, guys, I have these tickets. They're like, well, why don't you make it first? Because you probably ain't even going to make it. Right. So just chill out. But I let them know. So yes. I go through all the steps and I finally get to the celebrity judges and I make it. You're going to Hollywood. So then they send you to a private investigator. They ask you all these questions about wow. your life. Yeah. Have you done this? Have you done this? Have you done this? Have you been here? Have Crazy. you been there? Have you been here? And they say it's to protect yourself, but also to protect the show. Yeah. So if anything comes out, like yeah. they know what's going on. Yeah. So go through all that. And then I was like, well, I have these tickets. It's like, okay, well, you have to have these tickets cleared up. Yep. By Thanksgiving, because Hollywood week is in December, mm-hmm. and you can't come here with these tickets. And I was like, okay, I'm on it. So the <laughs> next day, in the same clothes, yeah. I go to the courthouse, and I go, hey, have these tickets. I want to get them cleared up. They go, oh, okay, well, you can get a court date for January 5th. It'll take care of the warrants, but you'll... And I was like, no, that's not going to work, because... Yeah. I can't I can't wait till Jan. I need to see a judge right now. Well, there's no available time, so you can't. Kiss grits. Or you can pay for it. It's $5,000. Well, I ain't got $5,000. Yeah. And I wouldn't even think to ask my grandma to ask for $5,000. So yeah. I'm not to go on American Idol. Like, are you stupid? That's not going to work. So I, I it quickly cocked up an idea. I was like, leave it alone. Don't touch it. So I go next door. I go to the police station. And I say, hey, I'd like to turn myself in. I have warrants. I need to go to jail. I'm happy as a lark. And they're like, oh, well, no, we, we can't. We can't do that. I was like, well, yes, you can. I have warrants. Well, no, these are like, like these are train tickets, buddy. We're not going to take you to jail for train tickets and yeah. stuff. Like, we're not. Yeah. And I was like, no, I really need to go. Now, what's interesting is I was an explorer at this same police station the year before. I don't know what an explorer is. An explorer is. is like a little mini police officer. Oh, cool. So they like train people in the cool. hood to yeah. get them comfortable with the police. And yes. then they'll, you know, it's a feeding thing. You become a police officer. I understand. So I was ironically an explorer at the same police station. Yeah. So anyway, you felt comfortable going there. Yeah, I was like, take me to jail, bro. <laughs> they would not take me to jail. Yeah. So I sat there for an entire hour. Yeah. Two hours goes by. I'm not going to say, hey, can y'all please take me? I'll call my grandma. My grandma, I'm going to go to jail. She's like, no. And then my phone goes dead because I don't realize how serious jail is. Yes. Anyway, fast forward. So they finally take me to jail. So when they they finally, after like hours and hours, I'm like, I am trying to do the right thing. Take me to jail. I really only want to go so that I can see a judge because I have to, and then I can get the tickets taken care of. So they finally pick me up. So I get in the car and he's like, okay, what is your deal, bro? Like, what, what is your problem? Like, you're good-looking guy. What the fuck is wrong with you? You're trying to go to jail? Like, what's the problem? So I say, well, I auditioned for this show. Yeah, yeah. And this is the only way I can see a judge. He was like, oh, okay, cool. So he's like, well, you shouldn't go to jail with those nice clothes on. Like, this is jail. So I was like, I was like, well, he's like, well, I'll stop, you. I'll stop by your mom's house and let you change clothes. I think he was trying to like, now that I'm thinking about it, like, hopefully someone will come and help me and tell me don't go to jail. Like, yes. it's not a game. Yes. So I get to my mom's house. She left the door open for me. He goes, she left the door open for you. Why would she do that? And I was like, well, because she, my mom has think about giving me a key to her house. This is her house. Like, and I don't live there. Yeah. So he goes in, gun drawn. The neighbors see him going in. Wow. 
Guns are drawn. Yeah. So he brings out my clothes. I change clothes. I go to jail. So I go to Linwood Jail. I'm sorry, this is a long story. No, it's fine. Okay. I, I'm curious. I go to Linwood Jail. I do my mugshot. I'm like, I gotta look fierce. Can't look too happy because I know, <laughs> I know that if I make it on the show and I do well, which is what I'm hoping will happen. Yes. This is gonna come out. Yeah. So I do my face. I do my photo. So I go to the courthouse. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now mind you, this is like stupid ticket bullshit. Yes. Yes. So it's gonna get cleared. It's gonna yes, be done. Of course. So I go. And he's like, okay, great. All right, we'll just dismiss the tickets. You're fine, buddy. Don't worry about it. It's good. You've been in here. You've been to jail now a day. It's all taken care of. Well, that didn't happen. So after I see the judge, I yeah. go back, and it's getting later and later. And I'm like, hey, guys, um, I'm supposed to go home. And they're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 I'm really supposed to go home. Like, this is not, like, this is just, you know. Because yeah. Linwood is like, I still have my clothes on. Yeah. Like, it was at my own little room. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. So now it's like 6 or 7 o'clock. And now they put me in shackles. And now I'm going to Twin Towers. Wow. which is not cute. So now I'm in Twin Towers for three days. I get lost in the system. Wow. So it doesn't even show that I'm in jail. So nobody knows where I am. I can't get out. I don't, and I've never been to jail before. So I was like, well, I'll just sit here. The Lord will make a way. So after a couple days, I finally get out, like, and I run home in the rain. It was very, like, very much like a movie. I caught the train without a fare again. (laughs) 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 I got on the train and did not pay my fare again. Yes. It's the purple line. The police are never on the purple line. Yeah. And I run home in the rain. And then, you know, and then I do, and then I get to Hollywood Week. And it seems like every step there was like a thing where I should have been cut, but I wasn't. So I did Hollywood Week, and then I sang a song called God Bless the Child. Beautiful. Which I said was like the best ever audition on Idol. Then I did the show, and the show was beautiful. You become famous overnight. Like, it's nuts. You're in magazines, and, you know, I placed fifth. Uh, The winner is Scotty McCreary. Amazing. The thing, everyone was really great in my season. The judges were incredible. Like, J-Lo taught me how to— Uh, where am I in here? It's like, it was a beautiful experience. What they don't prepare you for is the social media craziness because they had never had social media before. So yep. I was not, like, it was crazy. The, the comments people say, they say a lot of nice things, but say a lot of bad things. I wasn't ready for it. No. At, and then they don't prepare you for the fall after. Because yes. I was, they make you feel like if you do the show and you do well, I did place fifth, that no matter what, and actually someone told me this, you'll have enough money to live on for the rest of your life. That was a lie. Yes. So I get off the show and you have nothing. Yeah. I had a couple deals here and there that were off and on, but it was a struggle, like being an artist. It was like starting over from scratch, even worse, because people don't want to touch you because you're on the show. Yeah. You're on the show. Yeah. So I had some ups and downs and went through that and in and out, had a church gig here, had a church there, there. I had a management situation that ended kind of badly. They canceled all my gigs for the rest of the year and wow. like dropped me. Wow. And took and kept the money. Wow. And so I was like, well, I'm gonna go get a job. And the, I worked for a sunglasses company called Gooder, and that helped kind of push me into this. Like, I had never been in an environment where I was, like, loved and told to be myself and be comfortable in who you are. And even in music, I had never really felt that way because you got to think, I had my start writing. So when you're writing for the artist, you're writing in their style, Yeah. right? And so I never had a space to really find what naturally just comes out of my body, Yeah. right? Even in church, I'm doing a church thing. I never got to what naturally just comes out. But this has allowed me to really just whatever naturally comes out. And they've pushed me to do that. And it's been a safe place for me to do that. So it's just been 
absolutely life-changing. Between Gooder and these two white men, even though he's not white, he's technically Armenian-American. <laughs> <laughs> it's been, it's been, it's between Gooder and them, it's been in the last few years, I never, you know how you dream of a thing, but you're yes. like, I don't know if it's really going to happen. And yes. I don't know. I don't know what I would have done. Tell me more about your family. Um, I grew up in Compton. My father died when I was 12, really suddenly. Uh, my mom is from Georgia. My grandmother is from Georgia as well. They moved to L.A. when they were younger. When my mom was very little, she, my grandmother remarried. Her husband died in a car accident, mm-hmm. when, and she had never worked. So they, they, my family experienced a lot of death and tragedy, like a lot of it. It's kind of nuts. My uncle committed suicide a few years ago. He jumped off a building, and it's, it's been like, my, it's nuts. But there is this thing. My, I, inter- I kind of interviewed my grandmother when we re-released the EP. Yes. And for her to experience all that. And she said she was, she learned really young. There are no mountains too high to climb. Yes. And I was just like, oh my God, this little lady, this is what she thinks. And there's a little bit of me that kind of feels that way too. But anyway, I'm an only child, yeah. only grandchild on my mom's side. Mm-hmm. So I was very kind of sheltered. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in Compton. It's just a little hood. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But my mother did everything that she could to make sure that I was able to experience other things and know that there was an, another way of life for me. Mm-hmm. Where she fucked up, was she made me feel like I could be anything. Mm-hmm. And so I really believe that. Even sometimes when you don't, like you have those moments where you doubt it and you're like, nah, it's not going to happen. There's always this little bitty piece of me that's like looking at ten million dollar houses in Pasadena. Yeah, but maybe maybe this band wouldn't wouldn't have happened if you didn't keep that thought alive. You know, it's impossible to know. Impossible to know. And I'll say this: the world and the music industry in particular has not been a place that I felt like harbored individuality. Yeah, it did not feel like a. And this is no. I'm not bashing anyone. No, no, I've no. had beautiful experiences. Yes, yes, I've worked yes. with some of the most amazing yes. people in the industry. It, but it doesn't harbor people being themselves. True. It doesn't harbor people being comfortable in themselves. And then you even get people who are in the music ministry who really shouldn't be. Yeah. Because it doesn't. It, it's not a safe place for that's people that's really their heart. And so with this experience, it's allowed me and pushed me to like. This is the most myself I've ever been. Congratulations. It's just, I'm, how it's beautiful just, is that? That's crazy. It's crazy. I ain't going to tell you how old I am, man, I got. But <laughs> it's for to now be at this place where I'm actually starting to look at myself and, like, be okay with myself. Yes. Like, when I was younger and fine and had body yaddy 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 yaddy. <laughs> like, oh, my God. What would have happened if I was able to embrace myself and yes. my voice and who I and, and really find my real voice then? Oh, my God. Yes. It took this long. And my hope is that when people grab onto that, like when they see our shows, like, oh, well, shit. Let me be myself, too, and find out what really makes me happy, what really makes me whole, whatever that is. Yes. Even if it's not. Because some people, we, I think a lot of people doing shit they don't really want to fucking do. Yes. You want to fucking work that job. Yes. Some most. Mo- most. Find what really makes <laughs> you happy. I'm sorry. I'm going on a rant. And no, I'll say it's this. beautiful. I am the most happy with these guys. Yeah. I am the most happy. I when it's just us. <laughs> yes. These fucking white boys yes. who are completely different than me. Yes. Who are like, oh damn, these are my brothers. Like these are my bros. That's beautiful. And it's been the best experience of my life. I'm sorry. No, I love it. I love it. It's beautiful. And now you you hopefully you'll be in a position to turn other people on to that possibility. Yes. And maybe it's not just through the shows, but maybe there are other ways. And 
it'd be interesting for us to talk about that and figure out what that is because I love the idea of spreading that message because ultimately it's good for everybody. It's good for it's good for you to feel like yourself, but then we get to hear the music that's true coming from you because you feel like yourself. And if if artists don't feel like they can be themselves, what do we get to listen to? What do we get to what do we get to see? It all becomes the same. You know, it's all just everybody trying to be someone else and none of it's interesting and none of it's good and nobody cares. The people making it don't care about it. The people scrolling through what they're going to choose don't choose it because it's all the same and it's all cookie cutter and it doesn't matter. So the fact that you're having this experience, you're getting to work on something different that excites you, it's the best advertisement for more good things to come. And when I say more good things to come, I don't mean copying what you're doing. I mean people doing their their own thing, whatever it is. Okay, I'm ranting with you. Oh, don't worry, you're preaching to the convert. Yeah, totally. We feel exactly, they couldn't have said it. You pretty much just said exactly what goes on when we're halfway between ordering Chick-fil-A and watching a Britney documentary. (laughs) (laughs) We have to take a quick break here, but we'll be back with more from Rick Rubin and Gabriel's. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you, who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Join hosts Ben Walter, CEO of Chase for Business, and Tanya Nebo, a lawyer and business consultant, on these storytelling journeys of trials, tribulations, and triumphs that hinged on a single event, a split-second decision, or even a stroke of luck. Whether the story is about a warehouse going up in flames or a former partner stealing a whole roster of clients, each episode will showcase the grit, determination, and resourcefulness a small business owner needed to turn a pivotal situation into a springboard for success. Listen to The Unshakables now and learn more at chase.com business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. member, FDIC, copyright 2024. J.P. Morgan, Chase & Co. Musora is your access to online music lessons for guitar, piano, drums, and singing. This is your chance to reignite some old musical passions or pick up an instrument for the first time. Connect with more than 100 of the world's best teachers and musicians. You'll get seven days totally free to try it out. And then it's just $30 a month, less than a single private lesson. I mean, why do we do Broken Record? Not just because we love hearing from great musicians. We do it because we think that there is something beautiful about the appreciation of music. Don't you think we need more of that in our lives these days? That's the mission of Musora, to inspire, educate, and connect musicians. Enjoy unlimited personal support, weekly live streams, student lesson plans. It's like having a personal music teacher, only much, much better. 
Just go to musora.com, M-U-S-O-R-A.com, to start a new musical journey today. Baby girl is fine in 19 Raised on catfish and collard green Brown eyes smelling real sweet Kitty tied with a strong heartbeat Don't wish you put that thing on me That homie that made me lose control Michael says she gonna break my heart And then take my soul Somebody help me, baby girl up in the magazine. Bitch, I'm darling of the fashion scene. Soul to soul, be a beauty queen. That's the worst damn thing I ever seen. Nobody said that you ain't got the face to change the game and change it all. That was Gabriel's performing their song Angels and Queens live for us at Arlen Studio in Austin, Texas. Here's the rest of their interview with Rick Rubin. How did it go from the three of you to what we're experiencing you guys playing as a live band? How did that happen? That happened, I guess, post-COVID because we had, it kind of all 
came to a head a bit in like we had been working on it really sporadically so that loyalty song kind of came out and then some labels people who i had been working i was in another band that was also signed to a label and they started reaching out to us like what's this like you know do you have more music stuff like that and then we were like oh no and then we just kind of got together back at my place and wrote a bunch of stuff one of which is actually one of those songs we played here which was that was in 2019 then we just started kind of putting it together. I have some friends, Ryan has some friends, Jacob has some friends that like play. So we had this little community of musicians that we would bring in. And then it was like COVID, actually our last session in the desert. We wrote another song called Stranger. And then we were like, we had one of our songs mastered, this one called In Loving Memory. And we was like, maybe let's put that out now because there's nothing going on, whatever. And... And then we could kind of put it into this EP. We had some songs at this point. Yeah. Then we put that song out and then it gained a lot of traction. You know, uh, like Giles Peterson yeah. played it. Amazing. And Virgil Abloh played it on his radio Crazy. show, which was amazing. Crazy. And we were just like... In the same week, I guess. Yeah, it was in the same week. Crazy. So then all of a sudden we were like, let's get together this vinyl, you know, and we put it together, put it out in December. And I remember just like, we put it on Bandcamp and mm -hmm. just seeing like the Bandcamp notifications on my phone. It was kind of crazy. I was like, whoa, this is nuts. So it started getting picked up, you know, BBC, especially in the UK, they started really supporting it. And... You know, it took a bit of time, you know, and there was a lot of talk, a lot of people coming in, you mm -hmm. know, labels, mm -hmm. managers, different people. And uh, I guess around early 2021, we got like a DM from our manager now, Duncan and Duncan Ellis. Um, Duncan Ellis and we were big fans of Celeste, yeah. Uh, yeah. who he also managed. So yeah. in our eyes, we're like, maybe we could make a cool song with her, you know, yeah. something like that. We could, you know, I like what he's done, you know, and mm -hmm. it seems like she's doing cool work. And we were all obviously, you know, trying to figure out how to make money and stuff like that. So it felt broke. like a broke. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it was like, all right, it feels like a right time because we had kind of independently, we self-released that first EP, you know, yeah. me and Ryan yeah. in, the, in like Jacob, we invested all our own money into yeah. it. You know, we made, yeah. we did a, like a Calvin Klein campaign that had a bunch of our songs in it. And that was a really good marker for us because yes. that was like this really high end job. It was actually very artistic and yeah. it, we were just trying out these little ideas of new songs on it. And then people were liking it and it was yeah, very people were like asking for the songs on the yeah. Calvin and Klein It was very Instagram, different yeah, from so. the temp music that they had. So we just like, they'd give us temp, but then we'd just give them a whole different song on it that was like completely different. Yeah. And then they would just go with it. And we Great. were like, that's cool, you yeah. know? And so- But does it start as a, a jam, essentially? Like, is there a musical jam? There's a musical then, piece, really, beforehand. There's a musical idea. And is there, is there a vocal idea, or you'll hear an instrumental track and start singing just whatever comes? It How does it work? It's a, so usually they've done a musical kind of idea of it, some it sort. It always starts as a song. They've, but including the melody? No. no. Just, just as the, the track. Just the music starts as a song that's yeah. written and developed. So, yeah. Now, like sometimes instrumental. in their music discovery, 
there may there may have been be a melody that they may pick up or whatever. I see. But we try to keep it as raw as possible. I see. And then when I come, then we sometimes there might be a melody idea. Sometimes we'll have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we would have watched like when we did Glory, we watched the Tina Turner doc, mm-hmm. and then that kind of helps influence it. Or and in the, in the music starts, but it's all it's just the starting place. Yep. So the music changes. Yeah. The melody change and it changes a few times in the process, mm-hmm. but it's. For me, it's really allowing the song to speak. Yes. Like allowing it to say yes. what it wants to say. Sometimes like Taboo, when we, we were writing it, and I I wanted to add this. Like I just, let me just add, I just want to add this part where this musical break is. It's just like, you know, the song doesn't doesn't need that. Doesn't make it better, yeah. It doesn't need that. Why are we why are you just gonna shove this in there? Like yeah. so it's really allowing the music, the song, the lyric, the story to have its way. The thing that I love is that we really do write the songs completely together. Like, that's a real thing. But there's also a thing, because of that, we don't allow our egos in the room when we're doing that. Because it's like, oh, I gotta have my piece, or I gotta have mine, or we don't have that issue, because it's ours. And it really gives the song the space to do whatever it wants to do. It's beautiful. It sounds like if you're doing that, even if you were doing that by yourself, there's not really room for ego, because... Do you know what I'm saying? If you want it to be its best version of itself, it's bigger than us. You know, yeah, it's exactly. uh, it's coming from a different place. It's coming from a different. Okay, I'm gonna be really churchy. So we got this thing called the Holy Ghost, right? Yeah, I'm very churchy. Yes, I'm, but I I believe differently. I think love is for everyone, yes. even if we like. I think we're supposed to believe differently. Yes, like, and that's fine. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think there is this other thing. In the universe, maybe you call it the universe, maybe it's energy, maybe it's something that everything carries. And I think music carries that same thing. Mm -hmm. And if you just let it lead the way and let it have its way, it will. But oftentimes we get in the way. Yeah. I mean, that's like pretty much just the life, you know, like it's this thing where people just can't get out their own goddamn way, yeah. you know, and it's like, but in terms of like how it starts usually with the music, like the starting process, usually Ariel have like written the music, he'll like get the structure of, this is what I mean about what like I've learned from him and like he, with the Gabriel songs, he'll write the music of the verse, the chorus, the bridge, there'll be a structured thing yes. that's very clearly like developed and laid out for little cut, and then he'll give me a call, I'll come in, we'll tweak a little bit but it's usually he's written it done it it's all really down the line what my input in that is very minor compared to what Ari does mm-hmm. and then at a point when like we'll be like alright this is something that we can then bring to Jacob because yeah. you just have to give him a layup I mean you've heard he's like he just needs a layup and it'll sometimes be like it'll be like we've worked through a bunch of tracks you know and we yeah. pick through what feels like it's going to serve Completely and it's understood. interesting. Exactly. Know? I imagine sometimes, depending on what the then vocal we'll does, it, 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 it happens again where it's like, oh, the vocal wants it to go in this direction. Yeah. Exactly. We thought it was exactly. going to go this way and that's yeah. exactly what music that's to go exactly. with the vocal. And then we change it. Yeah. Or I go, you know, hey, can we try to do this? Yeah. Or can we change the key? Or yeah. can we... But there has to be trust that, oh, he's really doing this for the sake of the song. Yes. But there's also a thing, here's the other thing, and this is where having, being securing yourself or like being okay. I had a job. They had their thing. This was literally just for the love of the music. Yes. That's the key though. Like doing it for the love of the music, that's why it's good. If it ever turns into a job, exactly. it won't be and the same. It's funny. It's ever since we did kind of get into, 
you know, a partnership, just yeah. being honest, yes. it started, you know, we were like, you know, we're here, we're ourselves. And I'm like, you know, we, we all felt like this is going to be amazing. Yes. And then, you know, a lot of other forces, a lot of people come and start trying yes. to tell you how this can be bigger and yeah. how this can be better. Yeah. And then to me and us, it felt like, I'm like, you know, I don't want to like look myself in the mirror yeah. and have a song I hate, even if I'm like rich as fuck. Like, Absolutely. I'd, and they might not be right. Exactly. That's another part Usually of it. Usually they're wrong. It's just another idea. It's another idea. And chances are what they're telling you is based on what worked for someone else, not what worked for you. Exactly. So it's, it's impossible totally to right. know. It's impossible to know. Yeah. And then you're just, at, you know, and then what are you contributing? You're just, it's the same music made by the same people for yeah. the same audience. So yeah. then there's no new ideas. Yeah. Getting, if you, if yeah. you're making your favorite stuff together, that's the best chance you have of anyone else liking it. It's the best chance. Better than any, better than any second guessing that you can do or any opinions from someone who knows better. If you love it, all of, if you collectively exactly. love it yeah. and would be excited totally. to play it for your friends, there is no better test. That's it. Absolutely. Because it was like when we were meeting up in these sporadic times and, you know, these two, these two would be at mine or be in, I'll be in LA or whatever it was. Like in the weeks after we'd hung out and done something, no matter how raw it was, in the weeks afterwards, I'd be working some other shit and I'd be like, God, I'd just be listening to that drum loop. I would. I'll be going back to that thing and I'd be like feeling that thing of like, oh, that, that makes me look in the mirror and that's what I'll do. Yeah. Oh, that's what I want to fucking yeah. do. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. like, and then I'd be doing this other stuff that people might think is cool or makes money and whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I fucking hate it. You know, I really did. And like, that's kind of, when I met Ari like 10 years ago, I was, I was sick of people telling me my work looked great and I just felt nothing. Yeah. Honestly, when yeah. I looked at it, I was kind of like, I felt like I really didn't fit. It looked good and I'm yeah. good at what I do when I do, you know, kind yeah. of creatively, I'm pretty good at shape and stuff. And it's like this thing where I just didn't feel anything, man. And like me and Ari, it was like this weird thing where I was working on stuff. This is before we started. It was like, I would leave working with him and the work that had happened and the thing I took and I'd feel like legit. Yeah. I would. And then like, that would be the same feeling that would then carry on with the three of us. Like when we'd leave, I'd be like, damn, there's something in it. You know, there's, that's just got something. It's got that thing. And if you think of all of the people who make things trying to get on the radio yeah. and don't. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you make something exactly, that's yeah. just your taste that yeah. you never think would get on the radio yeah. and that gets on the radio, trust yourself. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's the test case. <laughs> Remember much. that. Remember how it started. Thanks, man. Exactly. Thank we, you. We need. We, we needed that it's on record. Funny, it's funny. It's funny that you say that. In my case, it wasn't even trust myself. It was trust them. Yeah. And trust the. I was like, Jacob, this is the best music you've ever done. Yes. Fuck it. <laughs> like literally, yeah. like like because I'm, I'm like, well, no, I need to do this and I do this and I'll be like, Jacob, just chill the fuck out. What they y'all? That's what y'all want to do. All right, that's fine. You want me to do what? Okay, fine. As a rule, try everything. If you have an idea that's different, try it also. Yeah. Oh, and no, then, and we do. Oh, we do. Like, oh, and then, we, that's one everything. thing we we do rule like try that. Really, you never know. You that never know. We do, I've tried totally. some stuff. But you can only. You can only <laughs> yeah, it doesn't always work. It's fine. No, no it's we fine. do do that. But, but the that's key fun. Is trust. Yes. That process is fun. You know, yes. it's like we love to just even recut, like take everything out here, yeah. just vocal and yeah. bass or something random. And yeah. it's like, 
that's exciting to us. That's where like we'll just Jacob will just give yeah. us something amazing, and then we can nerd out. You know, it's like because that's that the thing with Bloodline. Stranger, Stra even with Stranger, Stranger got yeah. completely reworked, and I came back and I cried. I was like, "What the?" It's fuck? like, the, the, but again, it's just you can't try everything if you uh, have a fear of that's anything, true. right? And trust, yeah. trust is the that's what I was trying to say. It's like the one thing I've learned, and the one thing I'll share here right now. If I was to give any advice to anybody in my short, very, very short year-long music career, yeah. <laughs> I'm only talking like, "Who the fuck do I think I am?" I'm going to make a view. <laughs> My gig was a year ago, and I'm only eulogized about this right now. But I do feel it's important to share, yes. just as an artist, just to share that trust is the one thing that will be the key to workflow. And you can, if you trust teacher, if you trust, I'm safe to try something. Like you got to nurture that environment. That's yeah. true, right? Absolutely. Because if you're not nurturing that environment for people around you to feel safe, they've got to trust you to feel safe to try shit and be wrong. Yes. There's nothing wrong with being wrong. Yes. And like the thing is, is like that is what is. That's what kind of we've been building that garden. To be and honest. I will say Ryan's been a very strong part in that for me and Jacob. Yeah. I think he's because. You know, I think Jacob and I have a sense to kind of be hard on ourselves in certain ways. Because most geniuses do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a commentary on them. Ryan's <laughs> always there to encourage and even stuff that we might not think yeah. is something that we are just trying. He'll be like, no, keep that. That's sick. Like, yeah. really cool. And then you listen to it yeah. and it's like that has been invaluable in this experience for, you know, anyone because. So I'll, cool. I'll also say this. In life in general, we need to create spaces where people are safe and they can cut the bullshit. Yeah. Because a lot of us are doing bullshit that's not real, musically in life. Absolutely. And we're making these standards and creating these stories for people. And people, you're, you're 50, 60 years old and you still don't have a clue of who you really are, what you yes. really want, what you what's really in your heart, yes. what's really, you know, and now so you've been bullshitting for 50 years. Yeah. Now you're 65. Yeah. And now you've realized, oh, I'm actually don't need all that. I really don't have to do all that. I really don't. But even musically, that's what I think we've created where it's like, Jacob, we know the truth. You can't bullshit me in here. <laughs> Jake, come on, really? That's what and that is what my prayer is yes. that the world is able to have that where we can stop bullshitting each other. Beautiful. Whatever, whatever that, it is. Whatever that is. Whatever it is. This is what this is what brings me peace. This is what I don't want to fucking work a job or whatever it is. You whatever know what I'm saying? It is. Yes. Just and even if it's even if you have to do something that you're uncomfortable with, yes. at least the truth is known. Yes. And it's acknowledged. Yes. Because then you're able to move. Sorry. Absolutely. Beautiful. You never have to apologize to me. <laughs> you never have to apologize. I've been All saying good. that for yeah. six years. <laughs> I know, but I, I go on these rants and I get lost in space. It's and beautiful. I forget what my point yeah, is. It's beautiful. Yeah, I'm yeah. man. All good. Well, <laughs> con congratulations on... <laughs> Thank you, man. I got yeah, congratulations on finding each other and congratulations on making beautiful stuff. Thank, thank you, you so really much. Nothing it. better. <laughs> cool. Appreciate it. All right, thank you for doing this. Man, yeah. thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks again to Gabriel's. I also want to give a shout out to the folks who made that live session sound as beautiful as it does. The whole band, of course, plus Lisa Fletcher at Arlen Studios in Austin, Texas, Chris Shaw, who engineered that session, and Beach Noise, who mixed the songs. 
You can hear all of our favorite Gabriel songs on our playlist at brokenrecordpodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash brokenrecordpodcast, where you can find all of our new episodes. You can follow us on Twitter at Broken Record. Broken Record is produced with help from Leah Rose, Jason Gambrell, Ben Tolliday, Eric Sandler, Jennifer Sanchez, our editor is Sophie Crane, our executive producer is Mia LaBelle. Broken Record is a production of Pushkin Industries. If you love this show and others from Pushkin, consider subscribing to Pushkin Plus. Pushkin Plus is a podcast subscription that offers bonus content and uninterrupted ad-free listening for $4.99 a month. Look for Pushkin Plus on Apple Podcast subscriptions. And if you like our show, please remember to share, rate, and review us on your podcast app. Our theme music's by Kenny Beats. I'm Justin Richmond. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Musora is your access to online music lessons for guitar, piano, drums, and singing. This is your chance to reignite some old musical passions or pick up an instrument for the first time. Connect with more than 100 of the world's best teachers and musicians. You'll get seven days totally free to try it out. And then it's just $30 a month, less than a single private lesson. I mean, why do we do Broken Record? Not just because we love hearing from great musicians. We do it because we think that there is something beautiful about the appreciation of music. Don't you think we need more of that in our lives these days? That's the mission of Musora to inspire, educate, and connect musicians. Enjoy unlimited personal support, weekly live streams, student lesson plans. It's like having a personal music teacher, only much, much better. Just go to musora.com, M-U-S-O-R-A.com, to start a new musical journey today. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details.